Welcome to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into, or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today on the podcast, we're speaking with Saeed Muhtadi. Originally from Jordan, he did his MBA at work in the UK and now works for PwC in Saudi Arabia. Welcome to the Modern MBA podcast. Would you kindly share your name, where you're from, and where you did your MBA? Hi, Marie. Hi, Kristen. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm Saeed Muhtadi. I'm from Jordan, and I did my MBA at uh, Warwick Business School, Coventry in the UK. Brilliant. So, as you mentioned, you're originally from Jordan. Uh, you worked in project management in the built sector prior. And then you completed your MBA at Warwick and post-degree, you're working with PwC in Saudi Arabia. Can you walk us through your experience to date? Yeah, sure. So as you mentioned, so basically I graduated civil engineering from my undergrad. I then joined a firm in Dubai where I worked in project management. It was mainly looking, we were mainly looking over infrastructure projects and uh sometimes building projects and uh, where I, I worked there for a bit over three years. This is when uh, I then moved to UK to pursue my MBA at Warwick Business School. And then I did a double or triple jump into the consulting world into PwC in Saudi Arabia. So many MBAs do their degree to make a pivot. What was your motivation for doing an MBA? Okay, yeah, it is true. A lot of people do it for a pivot, and I think it was one of the reasons. But I think I, after working for more than three years in a, in a project management role, I feel like I reached a plateau in, in the progress and the growth I did and the growth I'm achieving at, the, at, the, at work. So I thought maybe an MBA would be a good step to like broaden my horizon into into new career paths into uh, into different paths in the for the future so mainly uh, so i think the mba was a good step into into giving me a perspective into what what's there in the outer world what is there any, anything else we can look at so that was the main reason for doing an mba you're originally from Jordan, and I know you also studied in Canada, which is something you didn't mention, but I know it. Um, yeah. And so why didn't you choose an MBA in Canada? What, you know, what made you choose the program itself? So I think uh, for choosing the program, there were several criteria which I, went, which I looked for, mainly uh, the length of the program, the tuition, and the ranking or the employability, let's say, post-MBA. So um, most of the programs in North America were two years. Um, I really wanted a one-year program to, uh, for many different reasons. And um, from a tuition perspective, I think uh, the UK had a lot of like scholarships and uh, a lot of scholarships were going. And uh, so this was like one of the other criteria I looked at. And, um, yeah, so this was mainly the, the reason. There were a few good schools, uh, high-ranked schools in, let's say, Europe, let's say, in, 
NCAD in France, Bocconi in Italy, and IE in Spain. But I was mainly looking at a country where I, where the um, the language is English. This was a a criteria I I hope I would like work in an, in a, um, that country post MBA. So I think UK was like the ticked most of the boxes. Warwick was one of the one of the top schools in UK, and um, yeah, I actually didn't apply to many schools. So uh, UK uh, Warwick was like one of the first ones I've applied to, and I went there. So yeah, and you never looked back. Exactly. But you also actually did. I'm adding this in, but you added you did an exchange program with Bocconi. So you did actually get to study in a in a university or MBA program that was international and had a second uh, language other than English. How exactly. did you find? How did you find the difference? Like, would you recommend? Would you? I guess one is: Would you recommend doing a something like that, an exchange program like that? One and two. Did you find? Were you happy after studying at Bocconi? Were you happy that you had made the choice of studying in Warwick and an English-speaking country? I mean, Italy is a beautiful country, so it's always a good time. It's always a good idea to be there. But from a from a career perspective, as I told you, it was one of the options. But I didn't really want to study in Italy for like the main program to be there for because of the Italian language, which could be a barrier for landing a job. But to be honest, for an exchange, it was a really good experience. It was basically an extension for you for the MBA program. You do more modules, um, you do more electives, which you think are. I think as as the MBA progresses, you have more idea of what you really want to do post the uh, the MBA. So an exchange would be a good idea to even deepen more into like get more knowledge in specific areas which you are which you really want to. To let's say move into or work in, so I do recommend it for people who are really open into uh, moving again because you have to move to another country. Usually, the exchange you cannot go to somewhere in the same country you're in; it has to be somewhere else. So, um, and Italy was fairly close to UK. Some people have went to other side of the world, and like China or Hong Kong and Australia. Before, of course, all these border closures have happened. That was my main. Um, impression of being in Bocconi. Okay, and did you find that the that the job on the job front it was as you thought that you know you needed Italian to land a job there? Um yeah, I thought I think so. Like there are of course jobs which do not require Italians, but it's always less. I've also had this issue for studying uh, basically when I did my undergrad in Canada, I studied in uh, Montreal. So Montreal is very like French speaking um, province, which is uh, which was kind of difficult to land a job there when you don't speak French. So this is what was the main reason why I didn't want like a, a university in a non English speaking country. So, Saeed, at the height of COVID, you were job searching. Um, so what was that experience like and how did you navigate those very challenging circumstances? And most importantly, what steps did you take to help you land your current role with PwC? Um, okay, to be honest, the experience was, uh, it, it wasn't a very pleasant experience uh, to, to hunt in COVID. It's a pandemic, which the world has, is the first time it's facing. 
and you need to the most important thing which I struggled with besides of course going through all these job applications is to remain positive about this whole situation um of course the 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 pandemic was getting worse with time and everything was getting more complicated companies were a bit reluctant on let's say hiring more people there were less opportunities so uh, it was very challenging at certain times with by the end of 2020 things got better i mean the most steps that um, that were helpful i think coming out of an mba program right before the pandemic have helped because you know there are a lot of people who who went through who are going through what you're going through which is uh, which is helpful after like sometime into into the pandemic um after some time into the pandemic there were um, uh, like the saudi job market has kind of opened so saudi is going through like a transformation on like a, um they're doing uh, the vision 2030 basically it's a vision where the saudi is transferring into a very non oil related they don't want to rely on oil anymore they 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 want to rely on many sources of income so um so when that really kicked in there were many job opportunities popping up in saudi and uh, this is when the light at the end of the tunnel was kind of showing and uh, with the necessary networking and uh, um networking i was able to land a job at pwc what was the recruitment process like basically you go you 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 do an exam which is like an aptitude test uh, which mainly like critical thinking related questions and some mathematical questions uh, they use these to like um to like grade the candidates and then uh, you do an hr interview and then you do a round of interview with the directors two of them and uh, with with the partners two of them as well so i had four interviews besides the hr one and besides the exam this was what it was like so some people like they apply for consulting roles and then they find out that they're being staffed on a project overseas but you you knew you were applying for roles like directly in Saudi right yeah so basically pre covid uh, most people were based uh, in dubai dubai is the headquarters for the middle east and many of the projects were mainly in let's say dubai qatar and saudi but uh, with the, with all the border closures and everything the a lot of companies have decided to to base their employees in saudi because the traveling was a bit hectic because you have to quarantine two weeks outside the saudi to come here so they they started focusing on hiring people directly in saudi to for their for saudi clients so so my expectations were i i knew my my the the projects and the clients were be in Saudi and this is where they where I'm based in. Yeah, I know that makes sense. I guess especially with COVID restrictions, it's not exactly practical to have exactly. people kind of flying yeah. around every week anymore. Okay, and so what would your advice be for MBAs who are looking to move into consulting? Basically, is to research a lot about consulting. This is one main thing because a lot of people. You talk to a lot of people. A lot of people have different perspectives about their their experience in consulting. Some people really like it. Some people don't. Some people like the the lifestyle doesn't match them. So I think it's good to know the reality of what it really is. 
there's a really good side. There's a lot of learning experiences. You you get to meet a lot of people. You get to work with very critical uh, clients. You get to work with uh, with the the clients, or usually you meet minister, vice minister. So there's really good aspect, and there's also aspects which might not be for everyone. Let's say the the hours which you're working and the travel. So for me, there isn't a lot of travel because I'm mainly, as I told you earlier, that my projects are based here. But for a lot of people, they do travel. So I think to set the expectations of what it really is, is very important. Yeah, that's a good point. And it kind of brings me to my next question, actually, which is um, for you, what did you expect going into consulting and how were those expectations versus like the reality of it? Um, so yeah, something which I've positively surprised me about uh, consulting is the level of learning. So there's, uh, so you work with projects like let's say right now I'm working with like like a transfer like a ministry transformation project. So you get in, you get to to look at every single aspect of the of that ministry into the the specific details into things that you might have not worked on before. Let's say you look into uh, the people perspective, like the contracts, the vendors that the ministries are working with, the financials, the assets that they own. Um, so you get to you get to work with like uh, subject matter experts, which uh, which you get to learn a lot from. So there's always a lot of things which you you are you learn from on a daily basis. So this was something which um, which I really liked about uh, which I really like about working in consulting. What about how, because I think like it is a bit of like a culture shock for a lot of people when they go in, like you say, it is, it can be long hours, um, you know, clients are demanding. How do you, like, how do you think people can kind of adapt to that, like that work culture shock? Um, yeah, that's a good question, actually. But there's also a good, there's a, there's also another, so there are also, dem- there are demanding hours and you work for long hours sometimes. But sometimes there's also flexibility. So let's say if you work in late today's another day, you would like start and um, start late. If you have some free time during the day, you can um, you can run some errands. Like it's especially now with working remotely, it's a bit more flexible. It's not like you have to punch in at like eight a.m. and leave at five. Um, so so there's a bit of flexibility into your uh, into your time. So. Um, so I, I, you always have to look at the 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 half full of the glass. It could be difficult for people who are who have kids, who have uh, families, and I do understand that. To be perfectly honest with you, but yeah, I think you have to like do a balance with yourself to do like a to do a decision with yourself. Is this something which you really want to do for a long time? A lot of people move into consulting um, as a stepping stone into something else. So there's always uh, there's always opportunities for you post consulting. So I don't think it, it's ever a bad decision to like work in consulting. I guess do you have any advice either for MBAs who are seeking um, perhaps to work in the Middle East region, um, or for doing business in the Middle East in general? Um, yeah, that's a good question. As, that's a good question. Actually, I told you earlier about the the 2030 vision which Saudi is doing which has uh, resulted in so many different opportunities within uh, within various different industries, uh, within transport, within uh, tourism, within agriculture, within oil and gas, everything, like literally you name it. 
So I think it's a good time to be here, despite all the hardships that COVID have resulted in. I think it's still a good, uh, it's a good time to be in the Middle East. So I think a lot of people, you know, maybe will think about the Middle East, think about Dubai and think about, you know, uh, countries that in the past were less, less, were, were less conservative. Let's just put it frankly. Yeah. But with Saudi's transformation, so much is changing. I mean, what would you say to maybe, I don't know, to, to young people or to women who are maybe hesitant to, to work in Saudi? Yeah, that's a good question. And I get asked that very frequently, even from my like friends and colleagues, my ex-colleagues. Um, things have changed drastically. Um, it's Actually, it's my first time being... The first time I came to Saudi is when I moved here, uh, funny enough. Uh, but from what I've heard from before and what, what everything has uh, been told, it was very different. But recently, uh, things have been changing a lot, and I think they will change even more in the future. And at the end of the day, like um, you get to do, like you get to do whatever you want here. It's not, it's not like what people think it is. And uh, yeah, you can always hop on a flight and go to Dubai for like a nice weekend. But uh, also, Saudi has good opportunities uh, and good places to like uh, spots to, to discover, and there's so many things to see which I haven't really had the chance to, but I hope hopefully now that the weather got a bit better here that I can explore a bit more. That's all for today's Modern MBA podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Marie. If you like this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And you can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website, themodernmba.co.uk, or you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Until next time, bye! Bye!